Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i'm your host evan goldstein with me as always is the wonderful karen randezzo john ralphio dance up on me (laughs) and the amazing chris randezzo it burned my hand so i punched it (sighs) it's like honest to god my favorite part of this show we here on this week's episode talk television this week we are talking parks and rec season three So it's all downhill from It's here. all downhill from there for me. Um, Parks and Rec Season 3, Episode 13, The Fight. <laughs> but before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. What shows should we watch? What shows should we avoid? Why haven't we watched Stranger Things Season 2 yet? <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's Evan's fault. It's my fault. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We did. Okay, so, you know... <laughs> We had this conversation, <laughs> and I'm trying, and you know, you know what I said, okay? It's just taking time, okay? <laughs> Anywho, Karen, you picked yes. this, what, like three and a half months ago? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I've, I've only watched one episode of Parks and Recreation, which was season three, episode 13, but I have watched it five times. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you only got to watch one, this I, I, is a like, good one to watch. Is this is like they're up to like season seven now, right? Yeah, well, I mean it's, it's not over. on anymore, okay. but yes, it had seven seasons. So what what possessed you to to choose this one in particular? Like I remember uh, you saying that you had just watched it or something to that effect. Yeah, I Parks and Rec is one of my like TV comfort foods, and uh, so we I'd been con- not doing like an official rewatch, but just kind of having it on when I had nothing else. Um, and uh, this one came up in the rotation, and it's just a perfect episode of this show, a perfect episode of TV in general. Like it's just gorgeous. It makes me laugh every time. And like you said, you just you've watched it five times. Mm-hmm. I've I've watched it at least three times in the last month, <laughs> just by virtue of us like screwing around with the schedule. And every time I've laughed at it, and that's you know sometimes when you do that with a show or like you watch it once and it's hilarious, and then you watch it again, but you know all the jokes are coming, so you don't laugh that hard. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen no, with this. Didn't. Like I laugh it just as hard every time. <laughs> See, like when as I was watching this episode today, it was it was catching the 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 little things that they say because there are some there's so many overtly funny things, but there are a number of like th- like that what is this snake oil? No, what is it called? 
was snake the snake juice. juice. Snake juice. And they kept referencing what it was what was in it, like rat poison or I think she said Demerol at some point in time. Yeah. <laughs> like that made me, that made me laugh out loud because she was wearing fucking snow pants because she was so hungover. <laughs> I thought I might go sledding. <laughs> and that awkward cut for them to show you that you could see that it's a beautiful day outside and the grass is green and there's no snow anywhere. Whew. But the kick, like the start of this show. All right. Ron Swanson is an amazing character. <laughs> yeah, he is. Okay. I mean, it starts with them talking about the, or him, a not even accusing anybody of breaking the coffee machine, but just asking who broke it just to stir <laughs> shit up. He's like, I give them 10 minutes before they're like face painted and fighting over well, it. You, you get to watch them all arguing and blaming each other. And then it cuts away to, you know, the, the headshot of uh, Ron. And he says, I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> it burned me. So I punched it. <laughs> And the perfect thing about that cold open, which is like maybe a minute, minute 30, is you don't need to see anything else to know exactly who every single person in the show is. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you a real quick introduction to everyone without saying, hey, this is this person. This is like you see all their personalities right away. That's like exactly how it's done. It should be shown in like TV writing school. <laughs> It it is a lot of fun, and I feel like I haven't watched. Like I said, I haven't watched any of the other episodes that are you know in the seven seasons that are available. I feel like this is such a good one that I should just leave it be. No, <laughs> like no, <laughs> definitely no, no, because I I can't even say I don't even think I would say that this is the best episode. I just no. Uh, There's. There's so much more Ron Swanson for you to get to know. <laughs> you haven't even really seen the man eat. <laughs> <laughs> when he brings the burgers in and he starts singing that weird song about taking the cows <laughs> to, the, cow the, to kill. the killing field. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the first season of this show is a little, a little rocky. It's still finding its feet. It's still trying to get out from the shadow of the office, which is what it kind of was intended to be the successor to. Right. Um, but it really fairly quickly into the first season kind of gels into its own thing and is just takes off from there. And I don't think there's a bad season or like a really there there I I don't remember much about this show like bothering me. I don't remember any storylines being like, this is dumb. It was just there was a dumb character, and then they got rid of him, and you never saw him again. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right, Mark. It also has, I think, one of the best final seasons of any TV show I've ever seen. It mm-hmm. This show never jumps the shark. It never goes poorly. It ends when it needed to end. And, I mean, I, I could have stood to see it go on longer, but it didn't. It never outstayed its welcome, and... Uh, it's it's simply wonderful. I I ignored this show very harshly because I was not a fan of uh, Amy Poehler from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, and what little I saw of the show was you know in its first season was a blatant ripoff of The Office, like to the extent of uh, uh, Leslie Nope was basically Michael Scott, and like they, they, there was um, the the guy that you were talking. I don't even remember his name, damn name, but he was Jim. 
and uh, it was there were there were analogs for almost every character on the office. It was shot the same way. It was the office, but in a different setting. Right. And what I never expected to see happen with the show was when Karen was was watching it on her own, and I would kind of watch it with her, and uh, and, and I caught some of it was that the show not only found its own voice, but it found it, it found its own voice and it turned out to be even better than the office. Um, wow. because, uh, I, yeah. And I, I love, love the office. I love the original British office. Um, and I genuinely like the American office. I wish I could say that I loved it still, but it went so far off the rails and got so far from good by the time it was done. It really, it's, it's heartbreaking what happened to that show. And that never happened to Parks and Rec. It it almost consistently got better as the as the show went on. It's one of the most amazing comedies I've ever seen, and it always makes me laugh. It's it's become another one one of my uh, my my comfort foods. Just like like Karen said, it is such a it's such a joyous show to watch, and you know it hits the drama right on when it's supposed to. Uh, it the, the 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 jokes are almost always funny, and really really I mean some. It uses that whole uh, mockumentary style to such great effect. I mean, geez, just think about in this episode when Rob Lowe is uh, showing off all the signs <laughs> for that. Uh, <laughs> Jan Cooper. <laughs> Mayor of Hortown. <laughs> I just, that whole bit was just, and they kept, every single one was better than the last. And it was just incredible. And this whole show does that and and when it introduces new characters and gets rid of other characters and you're genuinely sad to see go it never loses its footing and it never turns into something bad it never becomes um ed helms taking over for uh um steve carell right which was just that that was just this big downward slope that just kept rolling downhill and, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse <laughs> this show doesn't do that. It's 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 an amazing show, it really is. So, they have a really good recipe too. Um, just they they ha- they know exactly what ingredients they have and in what ratios to combine them. Uh, a character like John Ralphio could very easily get overused and become like the worst. Um, but he's used his, his the exact thing? right amount. A constant. That was just this episode <laughs> because that was because a fucking amazing. <laughs> it was great, but if they kept if they did it every episode he was in, it would very quickly become horrible. <laughs> like, it, it just it, it just, would be beating a dead horse. Just one beat shy of being a perfect rap <laughs> and, star. <laughs> every single and every single time it was like the first one. He was like. <laughs> when he says Big you, Ben you clock, s- I was like, oh, man, that's a stretch. Come on, dude. You just see the progression of him, like, the first time he didn't realize he did it, and the second time he realizes, like, one second too late, and then the third time he's like, oh, I, I know God. what I did wrong. I know. <laughs> can't I'm, believe I did it again. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Seriously, I'm, though, one of... I. Probably the best barf take I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Whole every shit. single time. Like I was, I really, we've watched this episode three times in the last month, and so I'm like, I'm basically tuned out, just kind of half paying attention. But as soon as that conversation between the two of them has started happening in the hallway, I put my phone down and started watching because that barf take is incredible. <laughs> He, the whole he 
gets up to chase after her, and the camera doesn't cut away, but he does that. (laughs) (laughs) The whole, everything between the two of them in this episode with the Janet Snakehole and Burt Macklin is fucking hysterical. I didn't steal those paintings. It was my sister. You'll never find her. (laughs) I I mean, just anything. Andy, you really got to... Give it to Chris Pratt, too, because, you know, you, you look at him in this show and he doesn't look like Star-Lord, no. you know. He worked out to become Star-Lord. Yes. And the way they wrote that physical transformation into the show was genius. Oh, And really? I don't want to spoil okay, it for don't. you because that joke, it's such a throwaway joke and it goes by like nothing. Uh, I didn't realize you he know actually what Star-Lorded whilst in, whilst in the show. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil okay. it for you. It was just. It was. It's one sentence explains it, and I'm just like, that is so goddamn brilliant. But, and like, my, you know, <laughs> like if you watch the show, you'll know because you'll see when it happens, and you'll know the story behind it. But if you just watch this show, and all of a sudden Chris Pat's in really good shape, it's it's not as funny, but uh, it's wonderful. There, his reaction to camera is phenomenal <laughs> like it's it's always a surprise face. happy face yes <laughs> like it's so adorable and then the way he's like i really don't want to get on don't want to get on that dunzo list <laughs> i see that was my only complaint i really don't like aziz and i i don't know why i like i've never liked him and he was just, i don't like him either and by the time this show was done, I was able to not only stomach him, but actually enjoy him in this show. Okay. He was another one of those characters that I was just, I was genuinely disgusted by. Like, he was one of the big turnoffs. I just don't think he's funny. And for some reason, by the time this show was done, that character was endearing to me. Okay. I mean, at the, they have, I don't even know, the, the, the end scene, like the end credit scene where they're listening to the douche. That's my one problem with this uh this episode is that scene just bothers me. Oh, like the way Aziz is reacting to it. Like it's just like, no, it was too much. Yeah. Like, take it back yeah. a notch. But everything <laughs> else, even the, there was a little, when, um, after they're at the bar and they all get together in the car and they're driving away. And <laughs> like, granted, there was a, a little joke your mom's butt. said, yes, your mom's butt. But that's not what got me. What got me was as they were pulling away, Jerry was strapped to the top of the car and he was missing a shoe. shoe. (laughs) Like that made me laugh out loud. Yes. And immediately before that, everyone single, every single one of all their single takes to the camera of like how drunk they were. They were all perfect. All exactly perfect. Bubba booey. (laughs) Bubba booey. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, remember that? Actually, what um uh Gene Ralphio where he's talking to Ron, yeah. he's like, Ron, come here, come here, come here. You're good there. You're good there. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check this out, I guess. You, you, are. you really are. You really are. I, I cannot possibly recommend it enough. There's one other thing about this episode that makes me love it more than many things i've seen um and that's uh ann and leslie's fight and i guess you can't appreciate it uh fully unless you have been a drunk girl and gotten in a fight with your girlfriend (laughs) they became incoherent (laughs) as they were yelling let me 
<laughs> Can I tell you that's exactly how that fight goes? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like when the girl just is walking out of the bathroom, just trying between them. Hey! And she's like, excuse me. <laughs> I actually Everything. like when she shows up to the interview the next day, and he's like, <laughs> your shirt is on inside out. And she's like, and backwards. <laughs> I'm going to go throw up in a trash can now. Do you mind if I join you? <laughs> but I, I think um, maybe women in the audience might might relate to that a little better than you guys. But the two of them, the fight that they have, every, every woman who has ever got been that drunk and had a fight with their girlfriend knows that that scene is just perfect like no the no offenses <laughs> no offense <laughs> that was me <laughs> that's just exactly how that goes and i just love it i just it has a special place in my heart <laughs> when they're in the office the next day and ben goes in and he's like we have to go higher so she's like are we dead he goes no i feel fine i just ran a 5k she's like really like no i threw up in the shower <laughs> yeah like you could just you could quote every line from this it's just it's it's an amazing piece of television oh i highly recommend you uh, i will carry I'll, on with this i think you will i will get I a will, lot of enjoyable types out of it i will start fr- fresh and give it a shot i am familiar with the the office so like i was never a fan of the mockumentary mm-hmm. um th- it doesn't seem like they do the um, I don't want to call them interstitials, but the, like the the single cam stuff where they're talking to camera, mm-hmm. like they did the whole you know the signage thing in this episode. But that was that was funny. It wasn't like an interview. It was just you know Chris reading these ridiculous signs and getting more and more emotional as he read them. It's it's different than. The office, but you could see where it, it 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 is trying to ape that style. They did a good job. I was I was pleasantly surprised. So yay yay! They picked a good one. Good pick, Karen. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've had a lot of fun. <laughs> I I just keep replaying things in my head where it's like it's like um, I don't. The only two things I have vouched for is the straight the military. Nose trimmer, mustache trimmers, <laughs> and Morton salt. <laughs> what? <sighs> oh, the other thing about April and Andy is that, like, this is a this whole thing with the snake hole and promoting the liquor is not necessarily a thing that either of them would realistically be involved in. Mm-hmm. But the way they found to like just integrate those two in, I was like, well, we're just gonna have them have this completely goofball take on it and like it worked and it got them to all be part of the same plot you have to do it you have to think like it's role play like (laughs) she like you're the boss and it's inappropriate for you to be dating her and she's addicted to spankings (laughs) okay we're good thanks (laughs) lots of fun lots of fun highly recommended all right Let's take a quick break. Uh, we got some news to talk about when we get back. So, stay tuned. Following up from their spooky Halloween episode, Dave and Jengis dive into the Merfolk versus Goblins dual deck and appreciate cards that have saved them in a pinch. 
Next, they do talkbacks for the most recent D&D sessions they were a part of, and with Xanthar's Guide on the Horizon, they talk about class options they'd like to see included in the next book. Finally, our heroes talk about the importance of local hobby shops and review Betrayer at Baldur's Gate. Don't miss You Shall Not Pass Go, episode 21, My Best Friend's a Slime Monster. Even though I personally love the Thor movies, it's no secret that they aren't the most loved in the MCU. So our movie reviewer, Alex Zwizek, was a little surprised when the trailers for Thor Ragnarok showed off a movie that appeared to be both badass and funny. Does this latest installment in the franchise live up to the immense hype? Don't tell me. I haven't seen it yet. But you should find out in Zwei Review's Thor Ragnarok, a.k.a. Oh God, an enjoyable Thor movie? Question mark, question mark, question mark? It's pretty much common practice in the comic book world to bring back killed-off characters. So it's pretty unusual to hear about a character who died and has never been properly brought back. At least not yet. Such is exactly the case for Thunderbird, a.k.a. John Proudstar, a Native American member of the X-Men created back in 1975. Learn more about him in Welcome to the D-List, Thunderbird. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Mr. Chris. Mr. Evan. How are you, sir? Oh, I am. I'm doing better than some characters in Dragon Ball Super oh, R. Oh, I see what you're doing there. So it's time. <laughs> it's time for the Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary starting... Ah, what's a word for now that starts with S? Soon? No. Soon. As in now! Okay, so here we are. Uh, we're still in the tournament. Goku is still fighting Khalifa and Cal uh, because they're just, you know, let's just have an awesome Super Saiyan fight. I am slightly irked by the fact that Kale and, and Khalifa are getting so powerful so fast. You know, we've watched Goku earn this power over years and years and years, and these guys are just like prodigies, but whatever. It's. It's it's it, it they're still kind of awesome. It's a really cool fight. So it's just them fighting, powering up, blah blah blah. Eventually, it gets to the point where Goku's really got stuff handled. Frieza offers to jump in, and Goku's like, "No, nah, no, nah, this is mine. Don't you mess with something." Frieza's up to something too. I'm really curious where he's going with the rest of this tournament. But anyway, um, Khalifa and Kale they got fuse earrings, so they fused together and made I think it was Kefla or something like that, and they started pummeling the heck out of Goku. So the next episode is going to be Goku trying to take on a fused version of Cliffville and Kale, which is absolute insanity. And I still have one second left. Thanks so much, Chris. Hey, you're welcome. And we're back. Thank you so much for paying attention to our commercials and the Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary. Let's talk some news. Um, Karen... Yes. You posted up this one. Good Omens has casted yet another set of actors and actresses to portray amazing characters. The Horsemen. Yes. Um, I know none of these people. Are any of these faces familiar to you? They are not. The uh, actors are not. Okay. But the characters are obviously familiar to me because it's my favorite book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of amazing to me um they have cast uh which one is who now i can't tell I'll... yes the uh the guy yusuf gatewood mm-hmm. who's play he's going to be playing uh famine okay uh he's 
looks very different than is described in the books. And uh, the one who was playing Lordis Faberis, who's playing Pollution, mm-hmm. uh, in the book is a guy. Right. <laughs> well. A very pale white guy. And that, is that the... Uh, Lordis, is that the Asian-looking woman? Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. And neither, I mean, neither the race or the gender is really important to the character. In fact, like, these are, like, the four horse people of the apocalypse. Right. So they're, you know, they're more entities than actual people. Right. So I think, I just think it's great that they've gone outside the box and gotten whatever people were best for the part, regardless of you know how they appeared in the original source material i i think it's great i don't know how other people are going to feel about it but i'm very happy well that's all that matters to me of course they have not cast the fourth horseman who is death um he has a bigger part in the story than the other three and so i think that's probably going to be a name but they're going to keep it under wraps as long as they can because they've been like leaking out these casting tidbits and every single one fills me with joy so yeah it's it's an amazing cast and uh, the unfortunate thing is that we're gonna have to wait like another year and a a year and a couple of months i would assume like it's it's not the only thing that makes me unhappy about this piece is the last sentence that says good omens is expected to launch on amazon prime in 2019 god help me if we're not all dead by then (laughs) well (laughs) it's a reason to live so (laughs) um Okay, when uh, this next article, when I saw it, I, I I thought of you know our friends, and and I was like, is this is this going to be a good thing? Is this going to be a bad thing? Apparently, CBS is bringing back uh, Twilight Zone, but it's going to be helmed by Jordan Peele, which I don't know. If you what's what was that movie? Um, get out. Get out. Get out. That was really good. That's what I've heard, and like really Twilight Zony too. Yes, very Twilight Zony. Um, so I'm okay with with Peel being in charge. It's just that they have tried to do the Twilight Zone so many times, and they just haven't f- like there was they haven't found the right footing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. This smells to me like something that's a bit more thought out and made out of like someone who genuine, someone who is talented and genuinely wants to do it instead of a studio saying, Hey, you know what we should do? Revive the Twilight Zone. That'll make us some money. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I, I feel like I don't have like the hugest connection to the Twilight Zone, but I feel like the revivals of Twilight Zone have always been like, very, you know, Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. cash grabby kind of shows. Right. Yeah, kind of soulless. Yeah. The um, I always liked the how did they they classify it? episodic anthologies. Like I like mm-hmm. I like that in a show where, um, you don't have to watch all of them. You could it's just like one and dones, and some of the best television comes out of that because they don't have to worry about a through line or, you know stretching out a storyline to uh, encompass like 15 or 13 episodes throughout a season like they could concentrate on just one good story like you know they 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 named a couple of other really good shows you know like black mirror and and room 104 like these are good anthologies that like that are doing it right so if they 
stick with that formula and you know it seems that Jordan is a fan it it should be okay it's the only unfortunate part it seems like that it's going to be on CBS All Access yeah so yeah wah, wah. and hat tip to Brandon from the uh Submitted for your approval. approval. Submitted for your approval podcast. Thank you <laughs> for bringing this to our attention. Well, all right, we'll see. I mean, I don't have the highest of hopes, but I'm not superly worried about it. Um, this next one that you posted up there, Karen, it's like I feel like I should be more upset. Like I feel like I should be worried about someone, but I don't know who to be worried about. Uh, right. Westworld it's, production it's suspended after story. medical emergency. But we don't know who, we don't know why, we don't know what. <laughs> They're just saying we're not, you know, we're not taping right now because something went sideways. We're not telling you what, but something went sideways. So no word on whether it will affect their production enough to, to, to kick back the premiere date. Um, but right now... They're on hold, or at least the second, um, I don't know, crew. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just weird. It's like usually like with something like this, whereas, you know, if, if production has ceased and someone is hurt, like that's the first thing. Like, hey, look, such and such did something stupid and that or, oh, my God, pay attention to us. This is news. It's it. No, this is very quiet and like whatever the medical emergency is they're very clearly respecting the person's privacy and i could appreciate that Uh, i do wonder though because this is like one of the most award-winning shows of late like uh it seems like a pretty big deal to be suspending production especially for uh, an un- unknown to the public reason, mm-hmm. it seems like it must be something pretty serious for them to do that. Right. And, and a, a good for HBO for, you know, for, for going through with it and not just trying to push through at the risk of someone's, you know, health. True. True, true, true. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out and an ear out for see if there's any more news about this one. Um, <laughs> this is a cute little story. Uh, Modern Family star declares character bisexual after Twitter user asks about fan theory. So none of this is official. This is just what... Uh, what's her name? Sarah? Yeah, Sarah Hyland. So she's like, yeah, I think my character you know, on the show is bisexual. That's just my theory. <laughs> yeah, it's... Well, I mean, and it's not out of the clear blue sky. It's been, you know... Uh, hinted at or joked about in scripts and somebody on Twitter asked whether it was true and the the actress who plays the character said that she thought that it was you know it could be true but she didn't have any just to clarify I haven't been told nor is there anything written that would indicate Haley is bisexual that's just my personal opinion that's her follow up tweet to the Yes, I'm confirming. <laughs> I just want to mention on the the picture for this news article that, that uh-huh. like, there seems to be a very considerable dress code difference between Ariel, uh, what is it, Ariel Winter, Ariel Winter, and everyone else in the picture. Like everyone else looks like they were just chilling out, and she looks like she's ready to, 
I don't know, slay a pharaoh or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's gotten a lot of crap for her appearance, and I don't want to add to the pile, but so I won't. And it's, she doesn't look bad. This photo, she just and looks this photo really isn't in place. context. Like we don't know what the hell is going on here. But it I, it does just very looks very odd to have her. Yeah, like you, everyone's in like super casual gear, and she's in like somewhere between like warrior goddess and red carpet look. Mm-hmm. It's very very odd. Like even like she's got like crazy makeup on and stuff too. Like and you know Shh. Phil Dunphy looks like he's ready to like pass out on the couch somewhere it's (laughs) very strange and i i think anyone who's given ariel winter crap for her appearance can go to hell because ariel winter is cool you go to hell Uh, all right so as of late apparently a lot of we're, we're it's coming to light that there are a lot of scumbags out there in 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 hollywood um and apparently, Kevin Spacey's one of them. Um, apparently, Kevin Spacey's a monster. Yeah. Like, the more things I hear about this story, the more I'm like, oh, like, it just gets worse. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't, like, it, it doesn't seem to be letting up either. Like, I'm not just for, for Spacey. I'm talking about for the, 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 yeah, the, whole the movement epidemic. in general. Like it's yeah. just it's just getting worse and worse and worse. But um, Netflix has chosen to to stop doing House of Cards because of what's going on with Kevin Spacey. Ah, uh, good on them because he if if everything that is being said is true, that man shouldn't work, and. They're just like they say. Nope, we're down. We're out. No more. We're 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 halting House of Cards. We're, we're not finishing up Gore. Like they're out. And that's their flagship show. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a pretty strong stance. Um, I do hope that they will be taking care of the crew who are now like out of a job because of this. Right. Uh, but I have heard other stories in connection with this that they're talking about spinoffs with this show and you know so yeah they could, I, I they feel could like Netflix is, is adjust yeah. as long as they're they're a good enough entity that they're taking care of their people as best they can so yeah it's just it's upsetting there was one there was one that I saw that the there was like eight eight people staff members on House of Cards who said that he what you know did various inappropriate things with them mm-hmm. and the one of them said that he reported it and the answer was well, we'll just make sure that you and he are not alone in a room together ever again and that just bothered me so much because i've seen that be the answer mm-hmm. to other situations in my life not made necessarily me personally but yeah it's just, just we'll just just keep make sure that that the opportunity that the predator doesn't have that opportunity. That is not a good answer, guys. No, no, it is not. not. I don't mean you guys. You guys know that. <laughs> <laughs> not you guys, but you guys. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's it seems like it, the the steamroller is just going to continue to go, and we've just got to buckle up and realize that you know these people that we see on television and in movies, they are just people, and some of them are kind of scummy, bad people. Yeah. So. 
It's a damn shame. I really liked Kevin Spacey. Yeah. I mean, you know, all, I really liked his work. Yeah. I mean, I've never met the man. Yeah, he, but, he has uh, a, he has an impressive body of work that has has been around for a while. And it's a shame that, you know, a lot of it's going to be tarnished because of the situation. Never again, but he always, he always played like strange parts, you know, like, like creeper parts. Whatever. It's he's my second favorite Lex Luthor. Okay. For who's your first? Oh, I just realized that he ruined Clancy that. Clancy motherfucking Brown. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was that, Karen? I just realized that he ruined that Lex Luthor for me. Uh, well. I, wrong. I really enjoyed that wrong, and now I can't anymore. Wah. <laughs> 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 All right, let's let's move on to something slightly more enjoyable. Um, Felicia Day is joining the cast of Magicians. Um, have you guys watched this show at all? I have not. I I have. I I enjoy it. It's weird. I was wondering. I I have watched it. Is it? It's um. It's I'm pretty sure it's a Sifi, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about you know it's a Harry Potter esque type situation where they're all. Slightly more adult, but it's you know magic in the real world. It's a it's a cross between like Harry Potter and uh, was it Lion, Witch, and a Wardrobe? Okay. And Chronicles of Narnia. Narnia, that's what it is. Um, but it's interesting. It gets really it, some of, some of the episodes get really really dark. Some of them are lighthearted. It's it's actually a, a well done show, especially being on sci-fi. Um, but Felicia Day is joining the cast uh, as a She's having a major role, which is good. I like her. She's fun, and she's she's a good actress too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I haven't watched the most recent season. I wait till you know a bunch of them are done, and then I'll check them out in a in a, in a binge kind of setup. So, but check that out. Um, I know it's it's yeah. available on the Sci-Fi app as well. I had been wondering. Uh, I mean, I was aware of this show. Um, and then didn't watch it because A, sci-fi, and B, peak TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> peak TV is going to be the death of me. Um, but then I saw this story today, and uh, it just this one casting, like, 180'd me on it. Now I'm interested. I'm actually more interested in, uh, since I found out that it was based on books, I'm interested in reading the books. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I may check that out based solely on this casting news. There you go. Getting one more fan. Um Okay, so we're I guess this is this is going to be the, the CW minute. Um <laughs> A lot of information has come out about the new season of Supergirl. So, let's just Okay, uh season 3 of Supergirl will feature Legion of Superheroes, which is great. It's a classic superhero team from the future. Um, Brainiac 5 has been cast, which is the note for this first article. Um, it's I, I'm glad that they're they're stretching out a little bit. They're they're that this is an abs- like this is not the most major of comic book story arcs for them to do. Like very few people that aren't in the comic book world know who the legion of superheroes are but 
if you are at all interested in Superman or his history, you know that they're a big deal. They, you know, they, they're a superhero team that formed because, you know, they liked Superman. They thought he was a pretty cool dude. So they, they followed in his footsteps and joined together and fought off bad guys. Um, they have been hinting about this team showing up for a while now. Um, yeah, wasn't there like a Legion ring? Yes. One of the Flash thingies or something? Yes. So it's about time. Um, I don't know, man. I've never been a fan of the Legion of Superheroes. I just don't get them. There you go. I don't think any of the characters are interesting. I just, meh. I always liked Brainiac. I like Brainiac 5. Isn't one of them Round Boy? Like <laughs> some blob kid who bounces around like a basketball or something? Maybe. Like, I Not don't think all I'm making of them that could up. be winners, okay, Chris? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but I do remember the excellent you know, Justice League cartoon, the one where was Supergirl fell in love with that Brainiac guy. Mm-hmm. And that may possibly be the... The story arc that they go for, but there's a lot of really good story arcs that come out of the Legion with, you know, um, ooh, the, the is it, was it in this article that they started talking about next year's uh, possible theoretical crossover? Like, they have a time-traveling show, so they could easily incorporate this into, like, uh, what was it? Crisis on Earth X is this year's, so... They could easily do this stuff. I mean, the next article is about Monel coming back. Um, he was part of, in the comics, he was part of Legion of Superheroes. Um, we're not really sure what's going to happen. The second article here is it just you know slightly confirms that he's coming back, but with no real information outside of yeah he's oh, coming no. back. It's like well duh, <laughs> of course he's coming back. So, yeah, I mean, it. I don't know. I don't know. I want, I, like, there's so much, so many good stories that could possibly be done. And it seems like every time they try to do one of the really good stories, it gets slightly watered down because it is CW and it has to be for everybody, not just the, the comic fan. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. But, you know. No surprise here that Monel is coming back, and I and I'm not surprised that they're finally doing Le- Legion of Superheroes. So uh, we were catching up on Supergirl the other night. Um, there was a great one. Uh, at least I thought it was great. It really didn't have much to do with Supergirl at all. Mm-hmm. Um, half of it was her sister and the sister's girlfriend had their wedding shower, and there was like family drama with with the fiance's dad right but the other half is she went to supergirl went to mars with john jones to try to uh get some like martian artifact (laughs) there was like it was all about like the martian civil war it was really interesting and really good and it it gave a good showcase for david harrowood who plays um john jones it it was it was a really fun episode they they do do a good job with the i get like the tertiary stories it's you know Mm -hmm. a little bit here a little bit there and then tying it all together with the overarching story like they do a good job it's a, it's a fun show so we're gonna get more of it and hopefully they they continue on their their run um chris you 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 set up this article it's it did you actually read it or is it am i just going because i didn't read it i'm just gonna go by the title 
No, I didn't read it. Okay, so Wentworth Miller is set to leave CW's Legends of Tomorrow and Flash, which that's a shame. Well, that makes uh, seals the deal on me not watching Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I'm just currently shooting the uh, yeah, it's I wonder if they're gonna kill him off. No, probably not. Didn't they already kill him off though? Like I think that was a thing. Like I thought they killed off the brother himself. And yeah, but no, I think the yeah he he stayed on the ship and Wentworth Miller was killed off because he kind of dropped down to like being a pseudo regular character. Like he's not always on the show. So I was kind of surprised by this news because I was pretty sure he was already done with that universe. But whatever. Wentworth Miller is awesome. Yeah, I like me some Wentworth uh, Miller. It also says here that uh, Victor Garber is leaving, so... Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Hmm. Rats from a sinking ship, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So who's going to be the other half of Firestorm, I wonder? Like, are they just going to find another old dude, or... I don't know. Firestorm's been pretty, uh, pretty weird in that universe anyway. Right, it was... There was a whole other guy, right, at the beginning? There was a whole other guy, and then they found this other guy to fuse with him after Ronnie died. They killed him off. And then he came back, didn't like, he? I don't know. I haven't watched. He came back as Deathstorm in that one alternate reality episode. Deathstorm. Which was kind of cool. All right. Let's, let's, let's wrap this up. Um, Chris, you asked me. I, we found this late as, as we were getting ready to start recording. Do you know anything about any base information on this, or is it just something? Uh, last should... I read, it was um, uh, I was going through an article about it. Like, um, the, uh, Amazon wants to. Uh, Amazon is interested in doing a Lord of the Rings TV series. Apparently, like the the rights for a TV series based on Lord of the Rings are kind of separate from the movie license or something like that. It was a whole fascinating story about the history of where the rights to all of Tolkien's stuff have mm-hmm. gone over the years, which is like. That's kind of a rat's nest of right. bizarre-itude. <laughs> bizarre-itude. <laughs> yeah, when it, come, I know when it comes to point, the rights uh, and shit, it, it does get mildly confusing because there are books, there's movies, there's television. Um, so... At one point, uh, HBO was looking into it and then they backed off because, uh, you know... Game of Thrones is already really expensive, and they don't want to do that again. Right, right, right. Uh, which I which I get, but you know the idea of doing a Lord of the Rings TV series sounds pretty darn good to me. I mean, there's so much material there that didn't make it into the movies, mm-hmm. and uh, could theoretically work really well in a TV series. I, in fact, I feel the same way about Harry Potter. But. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and it's good that it's gonna possibly go over to Amazon, <clears throat> bolster their their lineup a little bit, and. You know, having the the flexibility to do, you know, pretty much whatever they want to do. It's not network television, and the 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 cost of doing period pieces like this is astronomical. So the pockets need to be deep for someone to for for any company to start doing something like this. So I think I think Amazon is a good place is a good fit for it. We'll see we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is. This article is a link to a video, uh, an interview with um, Sean Austin, and you know he answers a couple of questions, but it's also a Stranger Things season two type informational blast as well. So, which is, I will watch it. I will. I promise. I'm supposed to have people, and we're going to watch it together. And 
going to be a thing, but I'm not going to wait. I can't wait. I have I have responsibility to webcasters. <sighs> I'm torn. Anywho, um, that's it. That's all I got. Light light week in the news. You guys got anything else you want to mention? Not particularly, no. Okay. I'm all right. Karen? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. This is the point in time in the show where I go, hey, Chris, do you have... And then I fumble around for my, my show notes, notes, and then you're like, no, yeah, yeah, I do have... Yes, I have a spiel. Here it comes. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm sure I do. I, uh, I don't have it loaded right now, but I'm okay. I can. Okay, I, I, can. I would appreciate. I was, I was actually doing guys, other show notes uh, for one of this these show. days. You guys are gonna have your shit together, and the audience is gonna <laughs> no, die of shock. Not. <laughs> Why I would we do that ne- now? This is episode one hundred and three. Why would we choose now to get our shit together? <laughs> I'm getting. I'm busy getting other shit together. I'm busy putting together like 150 links for Mario games Why? for the show like notes for our insane Mario retrospective. Because I apparently I hate myself and I love copy pasting links everywhere. <laughs> anyway, you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade, K-R-I-S. Karen is at... Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan is at... Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out the show notes that I put together during the show. (laughs) And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, like the Stone Age Gamer podcast, which, if you listen to it and it cut out 44 minutes into the show, don't worry, it has been fixed, so you can now listen to the full episode which I'm working on the show notes for. While you're at it, if you're super nice, uh, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. And again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post uh, fresh original content all the ding-dang time. Back to you, Evan. (laughs) All the ding-dang time. Uh, Chris, Mm -hmm. I had let you know earlier in the show that it is your week to choose. Did you decide on what you're going to make us watch? I did, uh, and I have decided that we are going to discuss the uh, as a whole season two of Stranger oh, God, Things. I watched the whole thing. Okay, season two, <sighs> Stranger Things. Okay, okay. So for everybody listening, I have to watch season two of Stranger Things. Yes, you do. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a real tough thing to get through. Well, no, you're I gonna got, start I got, watching I got, it and really gonna be like gritting your teeth the whole time. I have. He's covering his ass. I'm dear. covering my ass, dear. As I she understand. says. Um, yeah, I have a very busy weekend this weekend, so I gotta gonna have to figure out how I'm gonna pull this one off. Maybe I'll just take a day off of work. Anywho, that's it. Thank you so much for paying attention. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Janet Snakehole. <laughs> Chan Cooper gave me chlamydia. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.